Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michael Show. Here with you today. Enjoying the day. And uh, hopefully you are as well. All the rumors, all the innuendos about Aaron Rodgers and such all uh, starting to take place and get crazy. That's okay. That's okay. That's what we do. We do that. We talk about it. And uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, coming up today, tomorrow, and it's going to continue on until we actually get the white papal smoke coming out of 1265 to, to hear what we have going on. And joining us now from SI, our good buddy Gary Grambling is joining us. Uh, Gary, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Bill? We are doing extremely well. So first of all, let's go back to the to last weekend. Had to be one of the most exciting weekends of divisional round football I think we've ever witnessed. Would you not agree? No, absolutely. And look, I would. Uh, I, I, I know this sounds like a hot take. I would put Bill's Chiefs up there with any game uh, that's ever been played in this league. Uh, it was... <laughs> It was incredible, and look, by Sunday night, you kind of look back and like, oh, remember when the Bengals played the Titans? Uh, I, I seem to remember that game, but uh, that's that's the kind of weekend it was. So give me your thoughts. Let's talk about the matchups first and foremost coming up this weekend. Give me your thoughts. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously riding a hot hand into Arrowhead, but that offensive line stinks. They're going to get him killed. Nine sacks by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm not going to say that the defense is as good in Kansas City, but certainly they're going to get after him, and they're going to put a ton of pressure on him. In the meantime, they got to figure out a way to stop the miraculousness that is Patrick Mahomes, who uh, as the second half of the season got underway, he really began to come on and look like Patrick Mahomes again. I don't know how Cincinnati's going to get the win. You tell me. Yeah, look, they got to go shot for shot with uh, you know Burrow has to go shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm kind of of two minds on uh, on the Bengals protection issues. It's been an issue all year. This isn't new. Uh, Joe Burrow really manages it well. Uh, last week, what you saw was uh, they, they basically took all away, all his hot reads away. Uh, he was very hesitant because of that. Uh, usually, he he can extend plays a little bit within the pocket, uh, and he couldn't do that because Jeffrey Simmons was in his lap uh, basically every time he tried to do that. So uh, it's a problem. It, to me, it's kind of a red flag that the Bengals didn't have any adjustment to it. They didn't have any counterpunch to uh, throw out there, and it being just you know they got a couple turnovers. Jamar Chase, who is I mean I, I don't think I'm surprising anyone when I say he's absolutely incredible, uh, he pulled out a couple of long catch and runs that uh, set him up for points, and, and they got out of there. But, uh, boy, they were awfully lucky to get out of there. And I know they beat the uh, Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, but, man, it's, it's tough to figure out a scenario without something really weird happening out there uh, in their favor. Yeah, I, and I agree. I mean, uh, I'm, the, all, all the road teams were winning except for the Chiefs last week. This week I have the two home teams winning these contests. You go to the game that's going to be out in L.A. and the 49ers, even though Shanahan has never lost to McVay, uh, I think that right now with Matthew Stafford kind of feeling it, finally giving you that quarterback play that they were expecting, uh, McVay and, and his guys at home amped up, really ready to go. I get the sense that even though this magic carpet ride that San Francisco's on seems to be something that's almost unstoppable, I think they get stopped out in L.A. against the Rams. There's really, outside of the history of the two teams, uh, there's not a whole lot of reason you'd say the 49ers should go out and win that game. I mean, they're a good team. We're in the playoffs. So you can always you can always pull out a win. But uh, just just logically, I mean, the, the gap between the quarterbacks, uh, it, it's just... Uh, 
uh, you know, it, it, does Kyle Shanahan have, have something up his sleeve that uh, we just haven't really seen before? I don't think so. It's just a matter of do the Rams get those 49ers ball carriers, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, Eli Mitchell or Debo or, uh, or Kittle and, and Ayuk on a run after catch stuff. Do they get those guys on the ground? And look, they did last time. And, you know, it, the game kind of got away from them in a weird way. I just don't think it happens again. I, I think the Rams do uh, win that one. I, I I completely agree. Now we uh, look at Nathaniel Hackett going out to Denver, uh, and everybody expects at some point whether or not it's going to be Luke Getze uh, moving up and getting the offensive coordinator role here or Stenovich going out there and getting the coordinator role. Things are going to change in Green Bay. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos. They have quite a bit of cap space, close to $40 million worth. They clearly have made it, you know, an obvious statement that they want to go after Aaron Rodgers if indeed Rodgers wants to be traded. They bring in Nathaniel Hackett to do just that, maybe to throw out that lure and try to snag the big fish in the pond. Give me your thoughts on the Broncos and what's going on out there. Well, yeah, look, logically, their uh, their plan B for uh, Aaron Rodgers, they have to be at this point uh, with what they've built out there. Where I land, and, and, and we know Aaron loves uh, Nathaniel Hackett, and he will probably poach one of those two guys, whether it be uh, Getty or, or Stenovich, to be uh, basically his number two out there. Uh, where I always land with the Aaron Rodgers talk is, uh, number one, how much longer does he want to play? Because, I mean, you guys know it out there, for as long as he's been there, those receivers who play with him, you need multiple years with Aaron Rodgers. Even in a more highly schemed offense like what they've run with LaFleur, you need multiple years with Aaron Rodgers to get to the level where that offense has to be at. So uh, if he were to go out to Denver for 2022, I think it's a bit of a wash year. I think it's it's not a team that is going to top uh, a Mahomes Chiefs team or, or even a Josh Allen Bills type of team. They could pop in 2023. Is he at a point in his life and career right now where he wants to go through it. Rebuild is not quite the right word, but, you know, a mini rebuild, a bit of a get-to-know-you kind of year where you kind of probably uh, end up losing uh, losing the year. And when I say losing the year, I mean you're not going to make the Super Bowl. So that's, that's really the only thing he uh, has to play for at this point. Do you think there's and and this is the the back alley type of speak, but do you think there's any possibility the Packers then turn around and trade away Jordan Love to one of these teams because you know Love and Rodgers have uh, the same agent or same agency? But do you think that Jordan Love gets dealt and the Packers then garner some uh, some draft choices in that realm? I don't think so, just because I don't know what the market is. He's such an unknown, uh, mm-hmm. and he really was a guy. It, it, the teams that were interested in Jordan Love two years ago, he's a guy you want to get in there and say, let's get him in our program for two years and, and see where we go. Uh, maybe the story would have been a little bit differently if he went out and lit the uh, Chiefs on fire in that one game. I don't think that was a red flag type of performance, but it also was a performance that didn't make anyone say, like, boy, you know, this, this guy, uh, maybe, maybe we make a run at him. Maybe we uh, uh, trade a couple draft picks at this point. So I don't think it's realistic. Uh, that said, it only takes one team, and uh, it's not a very good quarterback market out there uh, this offseason, but I think a lot of teams who would be looking to sort of uh, a long-term plan at the quarterback position, I think everyone's got their eyes on the 2023 draft more than uh, trying to get someone, uh, someone young from another organization at this point. 
Mike McCarthy goes to Dallas with his pedigree and his record. Obviously, it came with uh, kind of the afterwash of what happened in Green Bay at the end. But he goes down there. He has a pretty decent season, uh, good defense, good offense. Dan Quinn looks like he's going to stay now, we find out. And then Sean Payton retires, and the minute he does, Dallas Cowboy fans want Mike McCarthy gone. They want Payton in there as the as the head guy. Give me your thoughts as to what's going on down in Dallas, if anything, because we know Jerry can be somewhat unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a uh, boy. Mike McCarthy is is just kind of on notice now. Uh, it, they're not going to make a move this off season, or I, I would say I'd be shocked if they made a move this off season. But uh, obviously, I mean, Sean Payton is is just going to absolutely haunt that uh, that coaching staff here in 2022, and and we'll see how it goes because that is uh, look. Uh, the way they lost that playoff game is is it's almost the worst possible way you could do it because uh, those of us who watch from the outside, the things we can criticize with confidence and rightly is stuff like game management stuff, clock management stuff. When you botch it as badly as they did, uh, you just told me yourself that even even if they had a great game plan, even if it was just some bad breaks that cost you the game, uh, people will jump on you for that. And 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 we've seen that's what happened with uh, with Mike McCarthy here. But that is. I mean, look, that's a Super Bowl contender there. They should be going deep into the playoffs. Uh, if they don't win uh, one or two playoff games, I mean, look, not to it's trite to put it this way, but if they're not playing conference championship weekend next year, I mean, yeah, I think there's a real good chance they make a uh, they make a change. If, if they think they can get Sean Payton, then uh, I think there's a really good chance they could get him. Now uh, in Green Bay, we all know we're waiting for uh, Aaron Rodgers to make some type of a decision. But give me your thoughts on the way the season ended and how it ended. We all knew the special teams were bad. We just didn't think that they would show up and be this catastrophically bad at the end of the season. But uh, the way the Packers went down, uh, give me your thoughts there. I know, look, it's just sort of the misery of being a Packers fan at this point where uh, your season just comes down to what's, what happens in January. Uh, there is, uh, you know, there's nothing structurally wrong. I don't think you look at this team and say, like, well, here's here's a fatal You know, obviously the special teams have to get better, but that's not something that takes a huge commitment of resources in order to fix. Uh, it's... It's there, and even if – so let's say the scenario is because I, I still think it's more likely than not Aaron Rodgers is back there. Uh, if that is the scenario that plays out, uh, even if you lose some pieces here, and obviously they're going to have to make some changes with the, with the cap situation, but uh, even if you lose a couple – pieces. I mean, they just went basically the entire second half of the season without their best pass rusher and then without their best uh, cover cornerback, and they were fine. I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers there and you bring Devontae Adams back, that is going to be a, a Super Bowl contender there, especially in that division where you have some, you also have some margin for error during the regular season because no one in that division is going is going to make a run at, uh, you know, even nine or ten wins next season. I, uh, I I still think that the legacy of Aaron Rodgers is forever going to be tied to, to Green Bay. And if he comes back, uh, I know they're in salary cap jail, just about $40 million over the cap right now. But And they're going to have to have some bloodletting. But if he comes back and plays next year, if you had to hedge your bets, what uniform is he going to be wearing? I still think he comes back. Uh, you know, I, I certainly the Broncos have emerged as the uh, as the top challenger here. But uh, if if we're going to put percentages on it, I'd put it at like seventy four percent. He's back in Green Bay. Uh, let's call it. I'll do the math. We're twenty four percent that he's in Denver, and two percent he is elsewhere. Yeah, I don't think he ends up uh, 
too many other places. I think either he would walk away from the game or try to extend his legacy here in Green Bay. Now, that begs the question, with what he wants, does Devontae Adams, with the price that he wants to bring, end up back in Green Bay? I think he has to. Uh, I, I think those two are, are kind of a, if not officially, I think it's kind of a package deal that you have to do that at this point. I mean, Aaron Rodgers basically made him go out and trade a draft pick for Randall Cobb last offseason. And, uh, you know, if, if that's the way he's going to approach Randall Cobb, he certainly has to uh, to make that kind of stance with Devontae Adams, who is absolutely – look, if they brought Rodgers back and not Adams, it, it's it's different. It's, you know, it, it, it's – it's still a team that's going to win the NFC North. They're not going to. They're not going to be on that same level as you know. Let's say the Rams, the 49ers, the Cowboys in the NFC. So yeah, I think uh, I think they're both back or they're both gone. Uh, and I do think you know, as as dire as it does sound, when when you sort of you know the the 40 million over the cap, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think you know if you look down in New Orleans during the late Drew Brees years, I think you can see you can finagle these things and and sort of uh, pass the buck off to a later year and. and just uh, put the paint off until, uh, you know, 2023, 2024. Um, give me your thoughts real quick as uh, what happened with Byron Lefwich down in, in Jacksonville. What direction are they going? That's been a cluster for a long time. And you, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, you're thinking to yourself, at some point, you got to get this right, right? And it seemed like they were ready to, to sign Lefwich and this deal was going to be a done deal. And they were talking about this and all of a sudden things went up in the air. What's going on in Jacksonville? Sounds like he is going to end up getting the job down there, uh, unless I missed something in the last uh, five minutes here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, look. He is kind of the opposite of an Urban Meyer, and and Urban had all sorts of issues. But uh, Byron Leftwich is incredibly incredibly personable and popular. Uh, basically, the guys who played for him uh, pretty much love him. I think the thing you'd be hesitant about is his track record as an offensive coordinator, whether you go back to Arizona or even in Tampa. Uh, I mean, look, Tom Brady basically took over that offense uh, as sort of a co-offensive coordinator there, and you are not bringing Tom Brady with you, uh, obviously. So, you know, there's some questions about, uh, you know, what he's going to build for Trevor Lawrence there, who, you know, his offensive coordinator hire is probably more important than people might realize because I do think he needs a guy to come in and, and sort of uh, sort of be that kind of guy. But, uh, you know, he is certainly – he's someone who <laughs> they love him down there. His players will love him, and that's going to be uh, quite – Quite the quite the turn of events uh, after after the last year. Gary, always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, give me your thoughts on the Bears' new hire because that happened. I love Matt Eberflus. Uh, it, it makes uh, plenty of sense there. Obviously, his offense coordinator hire will be huge with uh, developing Justin Fields. But that that roster is still kind of broken. They're probably a year away. Eberflus, I mean. Um, you could go back to his first year in Indianapolis where they just didn't have the talent on the defensive side of the ball, and he makes it work. He he gives – I think if you were to ask opposing quarterbacks what defensive coordinator gives you fits most often, uh, I think Eberflus is right up there with anyone. I, I think he's a really sharp mind. I think that's a really good hire there for Chicago. There you go. Good stuff, Gary. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, okay? You got it, Bill. Anytime. Absolutely. There you go. Gary Gramling. He is uh, with SI. You can find him at ggramling underscore SI on Twitter at ggramling, G-R-A-M-L-I-N-G, Gramling uh, underscore SI over on Twitter. He joins us on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. They are the official beer sponsor of tonight as well. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It is the uh, the championship weekend edition 
of the Bill Michaels Huddle. We are going to be out on the road. We're going to be at Root River Center. That's on Rawson Avenue in Franklin. Come on out tonight, 6 to 8. Should be a good one. 6 to 8 tonight, we're going to be at the Root River Center. Rawson Avenue. It's right there at the bowling alley, right in front. Come on by. Rawson Avenue in Franklin. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show, and it's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good stuff. Thanks to Gary Grambling joining us. Hey, there's a terrific place, downtown Waukesha. And uh, if you're uh, if you're out and about this weekend, you may catch uh, yours truly down there. Uh, just kind of been hankering, but it's called Nice Ash, three twenty three West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Bourbons and whiskeys. If you are a bourbon or a whiskey lover, fantastic. Cigar lover, even better. Uh, we go down there, Kristen Hookah, the Blueberry Mint. Fire that up. As a matter of fact, we bought a really nice hookah from them over the weekend last weekend for the house here, but. Uh, great place. Uh, Crystal and Trish, the bartenders down there, stop in and tell them we said hi or stop down and tell us you said hi because uh, we're down there quite often. But 323 West Main Street, right in the heart of downtown Waukesha, the revitalized downtown Waukesha. It's a great place, a lot of fun, and uh, it's called Nice Ash Cigar Bar. It's really, uh, really, really, really cool. So s- swing in. Uh, go to theniceash.com, theniceash.com. Dot com. Hey, I want to say hi to the gang at Burn Pit Barbecue. I know those guys are watching and listening. They do a lot uh, all the time. But I've mentioned this time and again. They're employee, or not employee, they're veteran-owned. They're right here in the state of Wisconsin. Great barbecue sauces, rubs, their new line of hot sauces. They got so much cool stuff. You can follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on Twitter. You can follow them on Facebook. But I would encourage you, especially as the season begins to ramp back up and we get into grilling, and you can barbecue all year round, let's be honest. But as you get back into grilling, man, it's either a great gift or it's just great for you if you're a barbecue enthusiast uh, of all different types. So I encourage it. Uh, our friends at Burn Pit, B-U-R-N, BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. And check it out. Check them out. And they, they can get that stuff to you, usually whatever your order happens to be, in as little as a, a day or two. So good stuff uh, from our friends at BurnPitBBQ.com. So there is a lot flying around I want to address. Okay. Going over to the uh, the Bud Light live stream. If you want to follow us there, it's on uh, YouTube. It's on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, you can subscribe for free. Um, John says twice in a row, twice in the season, the Niners beat them, uh, have now beat them six times in a row as well. Shanahan just has... McVeigh's number. He he. They've just been able to out scheme him, and and they get over on him. I I don't know why, because clearly, in my opinion, uh, the Rams have better talent. But sometimes you run into that team that just provides a matchup nightmare. You know you're better than everybody else, but there's that team that provides a matchup nightmare. I think the Rams win this game, but I don't think they win the game by. This wide margin. I mean, if I'm, I mean, we'll make our picks tonight, but I'm kind of thinking to myself, maybe a four point win, something like that. Or we could be looking at another weekend in which you're looking at a walk off field goal, a, a walk off to win it, you know, like 27 24 or 27 26, something crazy like that. Just something like that. Something like that. 
as far as the Cincinnati game, I know Cincinnati's won three of the last four uh, road games, including the divisional round game. I get that, but I, I just no. The 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 offensive line for Cincinnati is just so bad, just so bad, and uh, and, and this is kind of like the same thing I said about the Arizona Cardinals. You got to get there and get a taste of it, and you got to walk before you run. And I think this is where the the dream ride of Cincinnati comes to an end. You find the Chiefs again back in the Super Bowl, four straight AFC championships, three straight Super Bowls, and then the Chiefs travel out to L.A. to face the Rams at home, basically. For, for the second year in a row, the whole scenario is going to play out where the Rams, with trading for Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford then goes to that team, that is hosting the Super Bowl, and then takes that team to the Super Bowl, a la what Brady did the year prior. I I just kind of, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Uh, but that's that's just my thought on all of that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. 877-867-1670. Um, this one is from, uh, this is from Gary who says, uh, book the Rams in the Super Bowl, 49ers beat them twice in the regular season, and it's nearly impossible to beat a team three times in a single season. Which, you're right, it's not easy, but in this particular case, I think it could be done just for, for the fact that there's this this matchup mental hump right now that they have to go through. Uh, Robin says, interesting, Hackett took our uh, O-line coach instead of Getze. Uh, do you think it's professional courtesy by Hackett for LaFleur? That very well may be. That very well may be. But then again, if Luke Getze is going to be moved up as the offensive coordinator, you can't have, if he's going to be named the offensive coordinator here, you don't do a lateral move. You can't, he can't then become the offensive coordinator there. So if that's already been predetermined and that's what the Packers are going to do, then you don't make that lateral move. You cannot go after that guy if he's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Packers. So my assumption, that's what it is, but... But yeah, it could be just sincerely, you know, sincerely professional courtesy as well. Um, Scott says, since Rogers and Love have the same agent, is it possible that Denver is a destination for either, and that the compensation for either will be inflated with Hackett now in Denver? Here's here's something interesting. Think of this for a minute, okay? This is going to be what's not said. You know, we talk about that all the time. What is not stated? Think about this, Rogers comes back, and the Packers work it out with him, okay? With me so far. So Rodgers is going to be the Packer, Packers quarterback. And they need a quarterback out in Denver. If Nathaniel Hackett does not come after Jordan Love, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? He's, you know, he is obviously something, somebody that Nathaniel Hackett would be intimate with as far as the knowledge of. He would be just about out of his contract, so the Packers don't want to lose him for nothing. They could get something for him. And if Nathaniel Hackett believes Jordan Love is the real deal, the compensation would be, what, second-round draft choice? I don't think you're going to get a first for him, but maybe a second-round draft choice? Third-round draft choice? 
But if he doesn't come after Jordan Love at all, is that what you need to know about Jordan Love? That even the guy that worked with him directly, where he is supposed to be the heir apparent, like he's ready to go. Let's go. It's that system. It's 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 Nathaniel Hackett already would be able to say, here you go, Jordan. You just whoop, fit right in here. Just fit right in here. If we can't get Aaron, we'll get the next best thing. We'll get the we'll get the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, who already knows the system. There is no learning curve here. If he does not go after him, what does that say? Sometimes you got you pay attention to what's not said, because sometimes that'll speak the loudest. Now we'll wait and see. Of course, because that still could all happen. So I'm not going to jump on that that grave just yet. But if if Rogers comes back, he stays in Green Bay, they work it out. Daniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, the guy that for the last nine weeks had Jordan Love under center taking starters reps between him and Matt LaFleur, who knows him as well as anybody, knows what his capabilities are, what his read capabilities are, what his arm strength is, what his athleticism is. And you know you need a quarterback. You could trade your quarterback to be the backup to Aaron Rodgers. In the meantime, pick up the future in Jordan Love. Right? Conspiracy theorists believe. And if Hackett cannot get Rodgers and does not go after Jordan Love, that is all you need to know. That is all you need to know. Right? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I believe as the process was going on, there were some other things that were coming up. I think after meeting with Matt, we definitely felt like we had a connection, and Matt pulled the trigger pretty quick. And I think that created, you know, that decision process to be made a little bit faster for me and my wife and my family. And when we looked at all the you know, wonderful things that could happen being with a brand new staff, a guy like Matt, a place like Green Bay, I mean, the legendary, I mean, the best place in the world for football, the epitome, the epicenter of football. Um, and to be able to work with Aaron and Devontae and Mercedes, who I had known, and Alan Lazard and all these guys, that I think that was something that we just, as we started looking at everything, we wanted to do what was best for the future and for the family. And, and that's why we made that decision. And it's been a pretty darn good decision here. And the amount of knowledge that I've learned has is, is been great. There you go. That is Nathaniel Hackett uh, talking about three years ago uh, about coming into the system with Matt LaFleur as the new offensive coordinator and his thoughts. And now he is off to Denver. And it looks like he's taking Senovich with him. And we'll see what the, the ascension process is for the coaching staff in Green Bay uh, with some of the changes. But nevertheless, uh, you wish you know Nathaniel Hackett the best, obviously, over in the AFC. So not a bad way to go. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, speaking of not a bad way to go, uh, this morning, woke up and uh, saw the wind outside, and you can ha- kind of hear the you know the wind hitting the the walls of the house and such. Uh, I talked to a buddy of mine down in Cincinnati, and he he called me, and we were kind of chit chatting, and I was telling him that Dan Horde's going to come on the program and all that kind of stuff. He said, "Yeah, man, it was a bad night last night." He said the heat went out, his furnace stopped working, 
I said, oh, boy. I said, uh, you know, how was it when you woke up? He said, well, the house was down about 65. He said, but, you know, he, he said, and I quote, I've got pellet doors and windows. It's, they're really good. So they kind of kept the heat in. And the furnace guy is not going to get here till later this afternoon, but I'm not too worried about it, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of security, isn't it? Knowing that, and I'm not going to say if it's zero degrees with a windshield 20 below, if your heat goes out, it's going to stay at 65. But what I'm saying is, is again, this goes back to the economical factor. You know, if, if just think about that for a minute. If your heat went out on a really cold night, and that seems to be when it does it, um, are your windows and doors going to keep you warm enough long enough to stay at least okay until the heating and air conditioning company gets there? Fellow windows and doors will. They're, they're that good, man. I'm telling you. I have no problem with them in my house. I love them. Love them to death. They install year-round. Uh, every Pella of Wisconsin installer is Pella certified, so you have complete satisfaction when it comes to the installation process. And they can do it in as little as a day. And they don't open up your whole house. They do it one room at a time, so not the whole house isn't freezing cold. One room at a time, you're good to go. They have six lines of different windows and styles to fit your style, your financing, your budget. And uh, right now, they've got five years, no interest, and five months, no first payment. Five years, no interest, five months, no first payment, but it only lasts till the end of the month. So you got to call. Set up that free. I keep telling people it's free. Free. Call them. Free consultation. They'll come out to your house. They can measure them up. They can give you a quote. You can pick the, the trim. You can pick the colors. You can pick the make. You can pick the hardware, roll screen, slider windows, whatever it happens to be, all of that kind of stuff. Or just go into the showrooms, the experience centers, as they call them, in Green Bay, Brookfield, and out in Madison, all over the state of Wisconsin. All you got to do is stop in. They're really good people. And they're worth it. They're so worth it, not only economically, but the value that you add to your home. Say you're going to sell your house eventually. The value is amazing as well. Call them, 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-W-I, 855-PELLA-W-I, or check out PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Um, Manuel says, give Bankert the opportunity to be Rogers backup and then send love elsewhere. That's something that we haven't talked a whole lot about. Uh, not that I think that Bankert is going to be suddenly the answer. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's people that were high on him that thought, you know, he might be better than what Jordan Love was bringing to the table. But Jordan Love comes with the draft choice, and obviously he's going to get every t- opportunity in the world to fail. And uh, But uh, there was some people that thought Bankert was probably more capable of being a better backup than uh, than what Jordan Love was. So uh, I don't know how true that is. I haven't had a chance to see Kurt Bankert in a while, but we'll we'll see. Um, Cody says the Broncos want a new draft pick quarterback. The new coach, new quarterback, look team. The GM doesn't want somebody else's legacy pick. But think about this though, Cody. If it rather than going, first of all, there aren't good quarterbacks in the draft this year. The draft is pretty vacant. Secondly. If this guy was good a couple of years ago and Nathaniel Hackett believes him to be good now, who cares where he comes from? And who cares if he was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' legacy pick? Who cares? If the Packers thought highly enough of this guy to say, you know what, we're comfortable pushing pushing Aaron Rodgers out the door for you. And Nathaniel Hackett looks at you and goes, this guy's really good. Let's see what we can do to get him. Okay. 
then you get him, whatever the draft choice would be. I said maybe a second just because he was drafted in the first round. Uh, but Eric says there's no way you get a second-round pick for Jordan Love. And I tend to agree with you. But I don't want to completely short-side the guy. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Um, but if he's good, who cares? You get your quarterback. You don't care where he comes from. You don't care if he comes from the draft. You don't care if he's a walk-on. You don't care if he comes from Russia. You don't care as long as you get a good quarterback, right? So if you get a good quarterback, it doesn't matter. If Nathaniel Hackett does not make a run, if you can't get Aaron Rodgers, who's the next guy that he knows extremely well? It would be Jordan Love. Then you say to the Packers, hey, would you have an interest? Since you're going to sign Aaron Rodgers, most likely to a three- or four-year deal, and which means you're going to push Jordan Love past the end of his rookie contract, you're going to have to make a decision, right? So why would you not then say, hey, we'll give you a, you know, a draft choice, whatever, for Jordan Love. At least you recoup some of your loss in that, you know? Why would you not do that? If he believes in Jordan Love. There's no downside to it if you believe Jordan Love's a real deal. If you don't, you're not even making that call. Can we get Aaron Rodgers? No. Oh, okay. We'll look for a quarterback somewhere else. What? You don't have one. And there aren't any in the draft. That's okay. We'll we'll, we'll figure something else out. You want Jordan Love? No, that's okay. We're, we're good. We're good. Meanwhile, you're putting duct tape and bubble wrap on your quarterback. Because he's not that good. That, that's where you're at. Think about it. If they don't make a run at Jordan Love, that's a very loud indictment. Right? If you don't get Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't Hackett um, a, a Drew Locke guy years ago in the draft? Do you remember that yep, whole thing? Yep, yep, yep. You're right. So yep. he could already have his guy. He could have his guy. I don't think so. No. No, I don't no. think he could play very well. But do but, you do you agree with me? If, if Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos cannot get Aaron Rodgers, if they don't at least make a call on Jordan Love, isn't that a very loud indictment that Jordan Love is not even worthy of a phone call? Absolutely. Knowing he's knowing he's coming up at the end of his contract. Absolutely. Well, it's either that or Matt LaFleur loves him more, which I don't see happening. Like, what if LaFleur in the that. building knows that he's going to be the next guy, which I don't think that's yeah. realistic. Do you no. think there's something to be said, though, or the whole Shanahan thing about being LaFleur's guy and then reaching out and trying to get Rodgers? What if Hackett tries to make a run at Rodgers? Do you think that'll burn every bridge? I think the only way that happens is if Rodgers says to Goody, I want to come back, and Goody says, we have to figure out your, your pay because we can't afford you at this price. And Rodgers says, thanks, but no thanks. He doesn't want to mess with his salary. He doesn't want to mess with what he's about to make and, and all that. It, let's just say Goody says, we want you for two years. We'll split, spread that contract out over two years, which would make it, what, $23 million a year? We'll just give it, throw, it, throw in an extra year. And Rodgers says, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I want three or four years. And Goody says, no. That's when the phone calls are going to be made. I don't think uh, Nathaniel Hackett proactively comes looking for Aaron Rodgers. But I will say this. It would not be, I mean, my assumption is right now, at some point, either yesterday or today, Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are in contact, whether it's just to say congratulations, best of luck, or it's to say, you know, hey, keep me in mind. Well, whatever. I guarantee they're in conversation. I guarantee they've texted each other or called each other. Alternative medicine sites in Denver? Could be. Maybe they're going in on a on a CBD place together or something. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Come I agree, though. I do feel like there's something different where there is definitely going to be a clear either Rodgers wants to and can come back 
or he can't, and a very clear line that wouldn't then be crossed by Hackett. I'm with you there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think Hackett would make that call, but I certainly think that if Rodgers cannot come to an agreement and wants to play, cannot come to an agreement with the Packers, then I think now the likelihood that he ends up in Denver has just gotten a lot stronger. Plus, if you're on the floor, I feel like Denver is the spot you'd want him to go more than anywhere because they are not equipped to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC compared to other places, having to play Mahomes Mm -hmm. and Herbert in that division. Correct. Correct. It's going to be interesting. Now, but for all the swirling speculation and all the pontification about all the different situations that could possibly crop up, the ball is still squarely in Rodgers' court. Until he makes a decision, until he calls the Packers, until they start to break down the salary issue and to figure out if he can come back or what, or if he announces retire, uh, retirement, until all of that happens, it, it's still it, the ball is in Rogers' court, hands down. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, by all means do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical Center. New Mail, they've been doing it a long time, and they've been doing it better than anybody else as a matter of fact our friends at new mail medical they have been uh, getting the job done uh, for i don't know 10 years now eight years now something like that they're great people over there all you gotta do is call whether it's erectile dysfunction which if you got it you know it if you're the partner of somebody that's got it you know that too call them because 98 percent success rate come on all they they all but guarantee the fact that they can help you out 414-455-4451 how about if you're sluggish, if you're moody, if you're tired, you're ready to go to sleep right now, maybe by about 3 o'clock you're face first into your computer or you're driving down the road yawning and you're like, How, why am I so tired? Could be if you're over the age of 30, it could be low T. Or if you're looking down right now and you cannot see your naughty bits because your gut's in the way, you need to lose some weight. Simple as that. Let's be honest. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Everybody's been there and done that at some point or another. Jumpstart the all-in-one weight loss program because T-shirt season, beach season, boat season, it's all right around the corner. Maybe it's softball season. Maybe you can play some softball or pickleball or something. You won't be lugging around the extra 20 pounds. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That is the new mail, Medical Center, two locations in Wisconsin, one phone number, 414-455-4451. It really it really does help. They really can't help you out. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. The 42-year-old Hackett asked about what he learned in his three years in Green Bay. This has been such a great opportunity for me. Um, Being able to come here with Coach LaFleur has been unbelievable. I mean, you go through a lot of time as a coordinator being thrown into it, creating systems, and then being able to come here and learn, you know, Matt's system and be able to combine those two systems has been something huge for me as a person. And then at the same time, watch a first-time head coach and be able to be in there with him, watch the things that he goes through. And, you know, being able to have that relationship uh, with Matt um, has taught me so much about his position. And and even adding on it more is having such a young staff and be able to help all these guys when we first got together. 
um, to learn how to teach, to learn how to explain the system and um, just kind of bring everybody together. Hackett takes over a Broncos team that went 7-10 and and fired Vic Fangio after three seasons in Denver. The Broncos are in a competitive division with the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders, who all finish with winning records. So that leaves Matt LaFleur in search of a new offensive coordinator. Would he consider hiring from within? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a lot of confidence in the guys that we have on our staff. You know, we got so many good guys, and uh, it's it's not going to be an easy decision. Let me just tell you that. That's Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show. Glad to have you back, Bill Michael Show. We continue on in this when no this Thursday Thursday. Oh my goodness, I missed the day. Had a little, uh, had a couple beers last night. I completely lost myself, I guess. Thursday, huddle coming up tonight. That's right. Good huddle. Hey, a reminder, uh, our friends at Cunis RV, they are Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. And if you want to have yours on consignment without having people, you know, knocking on your door, kicking tires or not showing up at all, great. They take them. If you're looking for used, great. They got them. And if you're looking for new, the 2021s, the 2022s, they're pouring in now. Cunis RV, all different makes and models, whether it's a fifth wheel, a motorhome, small tow behind, whatever it happens to be. Big RV like we had uh, for the uh, big unit cruiser all last year. We hope to have again this year as we have a lot of events planned all throughout the summer. It is just such a great time. When you get a chance to go to some of these parks, when you get to go to Road America, you get to go out to uh, to a place like the Dells. We took it up north this year. We had a terrific time up north in Tomahawk area. Did it all in the RV Sturgis, which we plan on going again this year. So many good things to do in an RV or a camper, travel trailer, whatever. And uh, Cunis RV, they're great people. They offer terrific financing. And they carry all these different makes and models. They can put you in almost anything. Uh, if it's not one dealer, they can certainly find it on another one of their lots. They 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 had nine lots and they're growing. Cunis K U N E S Cunis RV dot com. Get ready for summer. Cunis K U N E S Cunis RV dot com. That is Cunis RV dot com. Cunis RV dot com. There you go. Good good people. Um, coming up after the top of the hour, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 is going to be joining us. We'll get his thoughts on all of this and moving forward and to do it. Maybe, maybe just because Kevin's just a baseball fanatic. We'll talk a little baseball with him as well. By the way, there was a survey. It was over on uh, Yahoo sports on the best ballparks and ballpark value in all of sports, in all of major league baseball. Uh, the Brewers were right in the middle. 15th, I believe is what they ended up being. 15th they said uh the expense of miller park as opposed to the market is high that was what it came down to and they said that when the roof is closed it feels like you're uh, watching baseball in a cave but beyond that they like the uh they like the ballpark they like the roof open they like the amenities and all that all that uh, american family field had to offer but to the brewers they still have the old miller park sign on the picture but uh, they said miller park uh, american family field right in the middle can I say one thing right. about that ballpark? Yeah, go ahead. I, I have loved every time I have gone. I love it. The only problem I had is the lack of concession stands outside each section. It's a little bit of a walk to get a beer. Yeah, if you are right behind home plate, you've got two of them on either side. But if you want something special, like if you want that specialty beer, 
uh, the craft beers, that's all down the first baseline. I, have you been into the uh, restaurant, uh, the restaurant to be named later or whatever it is out in uh, out in left field? No. Okay, I haven't been out there yet either. The old Friday's front row. But other than that, if you want to search for certain things, yeah, you can walk a little bit. The best part about that ballpark is, though, if you're walking on the first base or the third base line, that you can still see the game. Yes. So even if you are walking, you can constantly see the game. Whereas a lot of other ballparks, you actually go out of the tunnel, and then you're walking on the outer concourse, where usually you got to look up on TVs all throughout the outside of the ballpark to see what's actually going on because you're watching the television broadcast. So that's one thing I like about American Family Field is you can still see the action going on inside uh, the ballpark. And most of the lines go from the back of the uh, concourse to the playing surface side of the concourse, which means the further are you back in line, the, the further you're back in line, the better visibility you have of the actual game. So I don't mind that at all. But they're right. It's not, uh, it's not the old well, family of four for under $100. I guess if you get some really good deal on some cheap tickets up top or something, yeah, but hoo-hoo. Beer prices, man. Ugh. That's why people get loaded in the parking lot because your buzz wears off by the seventh inning because you can't. You got to fill out a credit app to get a beer on the inside. I get that. Stay tuned. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, is going to be joining us. Don't forget about our buddy Paul Roberts and Robert Specialty Meets downtown Waukesha. I'm telling you, ribs on a stick, Al Capone roast, face first into that stuff. Go to robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com and tell Paul Roberts we said hi. Paul's a great guy, great people down there. robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.